Right. Welcome to this short podcast discussion. My name is Ankit Panda. I'm the Stanton Senior Fellow with the Nuclear Policy Program at the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. And I'm here today with Sumi Terry with the Korea Chair at the Center for Strategic and International Studies in Washington. Sue, thanks for joining me. Yeah, great to be here having this conversation with you. Absolutely. So we have some big news concerning uh, North Korea in the last 24 hours. Uh, the U.S. Department of Justice unsealed a rather detailed um, case against three North Korean military hackers, uh, and they were indicted for a wide-ranging scheme to commit cyber attacks and financial crimes across the globe. Assistant Attorney General John C. Demers sort of memorably put it uh, when he mentioned that uh, the North Koreans are effectively modern-day bank robbers. Uh, that's what he said. Uh, and these attacks are wide, you know, all-encompassing, uh, ranging from the entertainment industry, which we know the North Koreans did, uh, the Sony Pictures Entertainment hack back in November 2014, to uh, cryptocurrencies, which are now a major component of interest for the North Koreans. I was thinking we could begin a little bit by just talking about how the North Koreans use cyber-enabled means to raise cash for the regime. Do you want to tell listeners a little bit about how the North Koreans have done that? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I, I have to say the Justice Department is just doing an incredible job, right, going after the Kim regime. Um, just hackers as well as investigating and persecuting attempts by the regime basically to evade U.S. sanctions for a number of years. Um, you know, I, I think North Korea has become really adept at this, right? one of the most sophisticated cyber actors out there, right? Um, no question they have become really adept at hacking at international financial institutions and networks and using it to generate revenue, to fund weapons development, obtain hard currency. Uh, but it's really, I think this is just cyber crimes is just an extension of their long-time reliance on all kinds of various illicit activities they, they conduct to basically fund the regime. And um, we have, you know, we have, we've been very concerned about their cyber attack capabilities um, and, you know, all other illicit activities. I mean, and I, 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 I'm increasingly concerned that this is where they're going to continue to uh, focus on this kind of a cyber activity because it makes sense for them, right? Um, right. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of appealing factors here. I mean, uh, you know, in the old days, it used to be, you know, the days of Banco Delta Asia back in 2005, the United States, by virtue of uh, the dollar's position in the international financial system, was able to restrict North Korean financial activities overseas, you know, turning off the tap to Kim Jong-il's slush fund back in the day. With cryptocurrencies, however, uh, a lot of this is unregulated. There's really no way for um, any interested government to stop private actors once they've acquired cryptocurrency from then exchanging that cryptocurrency and bartering with it. The bigger concern for the North Koreans, is, I think, is converting the cryptocurrency that they do manage to acquire through these hacks. You know, DOJ pointed out, for instance, that a big target of North Korean activity has been cryptocurrency exchanges and, uh, and holding companies in countries including Slovenia, Indonesia, South Korea. And once they have this currency, converting that back into U.S. dollars is difficult, but they still can use this as a means of exchange. Perhaps we might talk a little bit, though, about you know uh, the Biden administration right now in early 2021 is undertaking a comprehensive review of U.S.-North Korea policy. And this is also intersecting with the Treasury Department's own review of U.S. sanctions policy. How do you think the administration should be thinking about uh, things like cryptocurrencies and, and broader North Korean efforts to raise illicit cash through these cyber means as they carry out their policy review? I mean, it's really difficult, I think, because the U.S. government does what it can to deter, obviously, North Korea's malicious cyber activities by various means. But it's really, there's a limit to this, right? There's such difficulty in curbing this. And this is why it makes sense for North Koreans to do this, because deterrence does not work in the same way in the cyber realm, as you know. 
Um, and so I, I, you know, I, you know, I just don't know how, how, what, what they can do about this. Um, I just think for, for the North Koreans, it's a low cost of entry, it's a high yields, difficulties in dealing uh, in terms of like attribution, right? It's just, there's just a lack of effective deterrence against cybercrime. And um, so all of this really incentivized the Kim regime to continue to invest in cyber cap capabilities. Um, and they're gonna just continue this given the profitability of, of taking these actions. And I'm not sure what else the, the Biden administration can do. You know, the Justice Department is doing what it can. Um, so I just think it's going to be very difficult. I just think, I guess it just fits into a larger picture of overall what North, what they're going to do about North Korea. I know they are conducting North Korea policy review right now. Um, I guess it's just be one big part of it. I mean, I, mm -hmm. do you have any ideas? What, yeah, I mean, the only thing that really comes to mind is, uh, you know, a, a lot of these firms that do hold and deal with cryptocurrency may not have the best security practices. And I think, uh, you know, when DOJ unseals these kinds of indictments and makes this public, that's a very good opportunity for these firms to take the threat seriously and harden their own systems against penetration by North Korean hackers. The only other thing I'll say is that, you know, as somebody that works and researches North Korea, these, uh, you know, back in 2018, when DOJ first unsealed the indictment against Park Jin Hyuk, who's the, uh, one of the North Korean hackers, again named in this indictment, um, that gave the research community a lot of valuable resources with which to study and understand the Reconnaissance General Bureau, North Korea's overseas spy agency's cyber practices. So I'd very much encourage DOJ to continue uh, dealing with North Korean attempts in this way, it's incredibly valuable. Although Sue, I think we're at the end of our time. So I wanna thank you for a fascinating conversation and look forward to continuing it soon. Wow, that went really fast. Thanks for having me. It was good to have this conversation with you.